today on Dude Grow Show. We're going to talk about preventing viruses with clean tools in quarantine, specifically the hop latent, man. It's trending, Scotty. Unfortunately, it's 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 out there. I know we've talked about it, but uh, yeah, we got some new information. I want to get it to the growers. Yes. Also going to do a little, what do we call it? Motivational speaker, positive mindset, influencing your success in life. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, I like it, man. Yeah. Actually, High C is going to join us. Uh, psyched about that. And Banner's actually our studio audience today. Yep. Kirk. Hey. Uh, big news, big news. What legal cannabis means for you. Uh, Minnesota, man. They went wreck. They went legal with wreck. And then right off the bat, uh, the ATF, the feds came out and started to warn consumers about the new Minnesota legalization laws affecting you if you own a firearm or ammunition. So well, some interesting news stories out there to hop into. But right off the bat, man, right off the bat, we should do uh, get into the future grow talk question. Come on, let's do it, man. Well, I think right off the bat, I have to welcome you to the bakery, sir. True. This in-studio in DDC Cup this weekend, baby. So good to be hanging out here in beautiful Fort Collins, Colorado. And yeah, it's almost hard for me to perform in this type of environment since I'm actually around right. people. So we're getting the band <laughs> back together. Come on, what movie? You guys are all... I'll bet you a banner knows it, man. We're getting the band back together. The Blues, blues Brothers, brothers. Bro, man. The Blues Brothers. Yeah. The band is back together. Let's do it. Isn't Jim Belushi in that? And you're not sure about him? Oh, 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 oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Rob. John Belushi is he's at least rolling. He's trying to roll in his grave. Uh, oh, he can actually get his big guy. <laughs> um, all right. Let's hop into this. Today, we're going to talk about quarantining and preventing viruses, specifically the hop latent viroid in your grow. The reason this one is a bad one, guys, is you can have it. It can be devastating to grow, and you don't even know that you have it. It can be, quote, latent. It can be lingering around, hurting your yields, hurting your, your product, everything. So it's just a nasty virus that's out there. Yeah, and you just, I'm trashing my whole room over it. I don't, I didn't send my test in yet, because I don't know if I want to waste the $100 that it costs for this thing. You just know they're not looking good. Something's up. There's something's up. I'm 30 days in the flowering. They look like they're 10 days in the flowering. They don't have those big beastie leaves like they know. I used to have leaves bigger than my hand. You know, it just doesn't look right. And and we're unsure. We just recently covered a news story that more of it's out there than not. 90% of grows in California, they were saying, on the commercial level. So we got to get, let's, let's, let's help the growers out. So stay tuned. We have tools and techniques to help you detect, prevent, and not get this viroid in your grow. Um, so this was brought to our attention with a grow question from dudegrows.com. Miss Sunny in Bechtopia um, wanted to uh, chime in here because there's uh, ways to handle this. So right off the right off the bat here, let me do a little. Dudegrows.com, guys, is a great website to put your grower questions up. Um, that's how we feature them on the show and, and get the conversation going. Get it into the growing community. All right. So I guess Sunny in Bechtopia is just one of the guys. <laughs> I love it. So it says, dudes, dudes, wait, dudes, duds, and buds. Ah. It says, I've returned from the valley with some fresh meat, a.k.a. clones. Uh, so usually I would worry about quarantining new arrivals. This time it's different. JR has tested his cut. So mm -hmm. this is one thing we're going to talk about. There's ability, like, you can get the kits to test your cuts or to test your plants, which is a great way to determine ultimately what you're dealing with. Um, it says, and they have a clean bill of health. So now I have all the confidence and peace of mind about them. However, now I have time to look in the mirror, meaning looking at what, what's in your grow already. Uh, do I need to protect them from us? After finding out that it gets all mixed up in the cloning tray, I'm starting to wonder if I need to bother my anal retentive new razor blade. So 
let's let's talk about best practices. She mentioned, uh, well, first, what you what you see, what you're looking for, the effects. It's tricky. Like, what effects are you seeing? And what do they call it? Dudding. Uh, it just reduced vigor. Like I said, I'm 30 days into flower, and I'm. It's pretty obvious I need to trash my plants. So it just. If you've done it, if you've grown before, had a successful harvest, it just looks like a fraction of that. Yeah, they're giving stunted trichrome production, abnormal branching, reduced vigor, and low yield. And like Scotty said, if you're growing genetics that you're familiar with, this, these things are going to be easier to detect. Uh, if you're a new grower, it might be a little harder because you're not exactly sure how your plants should be forming, performing. Um, uh, the way it's spread. So it's not just spread through the air. We have powdery mildew and other problems, you know, spider mites blowing the wind. Um, this one is either spread through a donor plant, like an infected mother uh, taking clones. It's going to but taking clones. I I believe you can have an infected plant, but until it gets uh, contaminated, until you actually take a clone, uh, cut that tissue, and then cut some other tissue with it and contaminate it, I think it's got to be through physical contamination. Yeah, and contaminate, yeah, contaminated tools was the next one, which cleaning tools really isn't that hard to do. If you have alcohol swipes on hand, you know, it's a pretty easy way. You were just talking about uh, the, the razor blade. It's pretty easy to get a five-pack of razor blades and do one for each strain. Yeah, I I agree. The other thing, though, is I think starting from seed, I don't think it's a hundred percent guarantee. I'm not a botanist here that this hop, that this viroid, if you will, is transferred through seed. Uh, but a lot of growers, new growers, I did as a new grower, I got clones. Googling, getting clones was easy, especially if the grower you got them from knows the growth attributes, knows you know the yield, the flowering time. So as a new grower, like, and you know they're all female, um, you're like, okay, this is really a good way to start. I like to start with seeds myself. I give that as a grow tip for getting into the grow and trying to stay away from bringing bugs in, not just viruses. Uh, I brought root aphids into a grow with clones. Root aphids and rock wool. We thoroughly inspected the plant, but couldn't see the root aphids in the rock wool. You'd have had to torn the rock wool apart to see them right. at that point in time. Right. Now it says you can't get HLV through sharing dishes, holding hands, or other casual. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is, uh, let's the, the quarantine discussion. You know, when you're bringing new things in, um, testing it, keeping it quarantined. Uh, you know, some people get cuts that go ahead. Sorry, we gotta talk about quarantine. Is so easy to talk about, and it's really so hard to do. You really have to set up a separate grow in a separate area, have the discipline to not get excited when you know somebody gives you a cut. And you bring it, oh, I can't wait. I got 10 weeks. I'm going to be smoking this. You know, if you're quarantined and you got a, a ways to go. It's not that tough. I mean, a quarantine area, like I know, if, shout out to AC Infinity, for example. Two by two tent. There's usually plenty of room. Throw a little 100 watt light in there, not even, uh, to quarantine their tent. Uh, I think even coupon code Dude Grows will bring you even mm -hmm. below 100 bucks over at AC Infinity. Uh, to hook it up but a quarantine tent can also double as a drying tent can double as all kinds of different things it's nice to have another tent a mother tent a tent for genetics and some of these cuts are so valued that when you bring them in i mean we talk about the jr, JR tokens been sharing the cherry paloma sure and sometimes you'll hear about all these different cuts that people cherish or are after so it is worth it to take the time be patient do the quarantine get the test for the viroid um, I don't know if it's almost going to become standard procedure to be testing clones for some of this stuff because going through a whole grow, wasting your time, money, effort, and then this latent thing pops out and like it's just a horrible, horrible financially looking at all of it. And it's worth it to get stuff tested if you can. That kit you held up was from Farmer Freeman. I believe there's other uh, few companies out there doing it for sure. 
never actually looked inside the envelope before. Just little samples. He's, he just sent these to a lab. So they just got three labeled samples. Yep, get a little leak material to uh, hook it up. Plants must be from vegetative only. Samples with trichomes will not be accepted. You think that's for legal reasons? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, and I'd like to give a lot more info. It's easier when we're dealing with a pest like a spider mite or something else to tell you exactly what you're looking Hey, you're looking for little pinholes on your right. leaves or webbing, or you'll actually see the little bugs, being that this is viral or, or viroid. How long have I been talking about it? I've suspected it right off the bat. The plants just don't look right. When you come right out of your, your solo cup, your plants should be busting out of that solo cup quick. When you put them in bed, you should have these giant plants within a, a few weeks. If you're using the right amount of light, I do use CO2. But when it's not, and I do have a lot of experience on what I should be expecting, but it's quite different. These, got, these are running at 30, 40% of what, yeah. they, what they should. So to, in review, man, keep your tools clean, regardless if you're worried about virus, it's really good to keep your mm -hmm. tools clean. Even if you have somebody that you're getting, quote, trusted cuts from, sometimes I believe it's hard for them to know that they might have this or not, depending on the health of the plant when they take cuts. And how easy is it to keep a uh, mug right here, put some alcohol in it, and just constantly be throwing your scissors in the alcohol? Yeah, it's not tough. Um, and potentially think about starting from seed. It's my preferred method. I know you're cloning, cloning Scotty. And where's my clone only shirt? See, takes so long. <laughs> and then you don't know what you have. You could have a male. You could have one that's just a, a die. I feminized seeds these days. How, and, you, how many seeds can you run? If you get a 10-pack of seeds, how many seeds can you run? I have, you know, you have a small grow. I have a fairly small grow. I can fit four plants in my, in my veg and then... If I die, you know, if those are duds, if two of them are males, or even if they're feminized seeds, and two or three are duds, and I get one keeper, it's kind of a bummer considering JR can uh, bring me a cherry paloma cut, proven winner. Yeah, bust it out. And this is just your your whatever twenty thousand foot overview. When you when you Google around hop laden viroid, you're going to find a lot of scientific papers. This is still kind of new to us as growers. Um, it's nice that the tests are becoming more available to growers, so they don't waste their time dealing with the virus if they know they have it. Um, if you enjoyed the video, of course, always comment, like, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, in the comments, man, have some fun. I've heard of hop latent viroid conspiracy theories. If you have one, feel free to share. Uh, Is it from the man? <laughs> Is that what they're doing? Uh, you know what? Man, I did Google. I actually spelled out hop latent viroid and got a different answer. The main methods for which viroids are spread through crop crops are by vegetation, by vegetative propagation, mechanical contamination, and through pollen and seed. That's why 90% of those crops out there have them. Yeah, so if, oh. a, if a mother plant is spreading pollen, that pollen can spread the virus. Yes, another reason I don't want seeds. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Get your grower questions up on dudegrows.com. Again, comment, like, subscribe if you're on YouTube, and we hope we helped you out. Uh, I do have to tell you, in a good way, check out realgrowers.com. Don't forget, man, the main sponsor of the show, do Grow Show, Real Growers. Get your grow dots and recharge rocking in your grow, man. Yes, absolutely. Man, can I shout out? Yeah, I shout out too. There's a DGC, Garden Tech, that owns his own store over in Ironwood, nice. Michigan, man. So listening to the show. So shout out, Neil. Appreciate you, brother. Go get your recharge and grow dots over there. Nice. You can head up realgrowers.com as well. Coupon code DUDE. Of course, support your local hydro when you can, man. These oh, guys are there. They are good knowledge for you. It's a great place to, you know, avoid as far as getting into the rabbit hole of some of the forums. 
Um, or like I said earlier, go to dudegrows.com. Use that search bar over there for, for recharge, man. See how all the growers are using it in the DGC. Uh, it's a great way to get some knowledge. Also, our pros list, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. All of our pros are listed there with all the coupon codes if you're shopping for your grow. And this is gear approved by me, myself, Scotty, the DGC. Uh, great companies with good customer service and gear that will upgrade your crop. So, what's up? I'm just looking at some show notes, man. That's all. Oh, I forgot to tell the producers, man, after show today. So stay tuned. If you're a DDC producer supporting the show at $10 a month, which pays for itself and benefits, stay tuned for the after show and some hookups. And if you're not, dudegrows.com forward slash support is where you can check it out. All right. We've been, dude and I have been brainstorming lots of ideas going on for the patrons. And Dude, we have acknowledged that you're in the same room as me. I like the joint, for God's sakes. What are you doing over I there? was waiting until after YouTube <laughs> censors stop, man, all right? And by the way, do we dare to share that we did not get age-gated and we showed weed actual flower one time last week? Yes, we've since determined with our in-deep YouTube meetings, and don't get me wrong, we care about all you people listening as well out there in the world of podcasting, but yes, uh, that... Uh, Limiting the cussing, which if that's it, great. I don't have to cuss. As Scotty every once in a while has to get excited with the F-bomb, but... I try not to. <laughs> you know what really bothered me? I listened back to yesterday's show. While gardening, while outdoor setting up drippers, the ums. You, I get to get a shocker every time I say um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are uh, in the after show doing another Grow Talk question and a dank nug for you guys supporting the show. And let's shout out just a couple quickly here. Cousin Strawberry, what's growing on? Uh, as well as... What is this? Geeky C art. Geeky C art. Geeky C art. It's just all one big word. And this is just one big sadness, but don't be obsessed with your desires, Danny. <laughs> I think you're supposed to be. I mean, depending on what they are. Ah, uh, we gotta talk about it. that's a good one, man. Because if there's anyone obsessed with his desire, it is due to be a <laughs> professional mountain. Biker. No, no, no. It's no. not, yeah, you're right. Just a great mountain biker, right? It's like I said, or I don't know. I when people do so, I don't like to be the quote weekend warrior. It's fine if you are. Sometimes that's all people got. But I, I, instead of spreading myself around to four or five, I know how to do other things, hobbies. It's nice for me to know how to do one really well. Like I kind of like that, and that, that's the way I look right. at some things. I prefer to be a renaissance man. <laughs> be able to talk about a lot of things, but a pro at. Hey, it's like one of my quotes or whoever's quotes. If you if you if you are gonna work out every other day, be active. You might as well do something that it's really fun to do as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about what's growing on. Don't hog the joint. What's growing? I was flying out the other day um, on uh, Vancouver to Denver. Ain't too bad. Just a two-hour, seventeen-minute flight, and uh, the I always try to do a podcast or something. You know, um, although the plane did have Wi-Fi. I'm a slight aviation geek, CRJ900, if you're not familiar. It's a nice flight. Um, I have no idea. That's the plane. <laughs> have those, we have like 747. Not a Boeing product. Like bom, bom, Airbus bom, we have. Bombardier. Bombardier. They also make Sea-Doo's. They make all kinds of shit. Anyway. I ain't getting it on plane that's made by a sea simmer down <laughs> is listening to rob deerdict on uh the the uh, podcast roman antwood who i don't even know who that is exactly but he has some pretty interesting pretty big time guests on there are some big old podcasts out there so rob deerdict you know uh robin big fantasy factory most famously for um, ridiculousness funny show for right. sure he, he came up as a skateboarder um and he was just talking about real pots. How is his life plan? How he plans things out every day, every week. How he, 
you know, I always get up every day at 6.30 or 6 o'clock. And actually, I think he said 5. And I'm like, that's too damn early. I'm not down. Uh, 6 o'clock is just as bad. <laughs> I think just, if you told me you were getting burritos today, we'd be back by 10. And I was like, all right, that's my goal, man. <laughs> I'm going to be ready by 10. It was motivating, though, man. To, to, he's talking about when you're thinking about where you know where you want your life to go and taking risks and almost like motivational speaker, almost too positive, like Tony Robbins for me. I can't handle like too much of a smile, too happy all the I don't know, like too much. It's like, God, got to be bullshitting me, boy. But how old were you when Tony Robbins first came out? I mean, infomercials first came out when I was in high school, where I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And it was, uh, yeah, Tony Robbins just being super positive. And it was kind of one of the only people that I saw. Don't forget, you had 13 channels of cable back then. He would buy time and tell you you could change your life by changing your mindset. That's what I was listening. Hi, Steve. Chime in anytime. The, the start of the show, we are saying having a positive mindset for, like, success or goals in your life. Like, positivity and, um, and I think it's hugely overlooked because it even happens to me where I see pretty successful people... Uh, and it's not always tied to money for sure. I mean, positive mindset. One thing we always say in, in mountain biking is if you're not, if you're not, uh, feeling very competent or uh, positive or good about what you're about to do, don't do it. Oh no. So, you know, and that crosses over to a lot of different things, right? So you imagine, I don't think I can do this jump, but I'll try it. Any <laughs> confidence. That was the word I was looking for. Confidence yeah. that ties to, to, to mountain biking or what your business venture might be. Um, and all kinds of different things. I think it holds a lot of people up. But you can't just decide to be confident. I mean, that's why I see these things. It, it matters who you hang out with, right? It matters what you consume as far as information. Mm -hmm. uh, even as far as food goes. You go eat McDonald's all the time. I don't think you're going to feel super confident about your life and about your decisions. You know, your clothes, your words, your friends, uh, the TV you consume. All that is, you know, you are what you eat. I've said that a lot, and I do believe it. Not just putting your mouth, but putting your mind, too. I'm going to take it back a couple of steps real quick. Come on. So, number one, having clear goals. If you don't have a clear destination, if you don't have what success means to you clearly defined, you're just going to kind of navigate without a rudder you're just going to go wherever the wind blows you so getting clear on your goals is, so is it like the vision board i have a friend with a vision board in this <laughs> hallway and i was kind of i didn't make fun of it all i was like this is actually kind of cool or it's like these are my ideas maybe like goals is like what a vision board is i don't know i it's, took i had a friend that took ayahuasca that just had a clear vision to move to africa oh geez so he's a winner but but it's it is important though i don't know if i go so far as a vision board but Getting clear on what you want. Everybody complains, ah, oh, I don't like my life. I don't like this. But when you ask them, well, what do you want? Everybody's real clear on what they don't want. Not very many people are clear on what they want. So getting clear on what you want is probably the first step. Having a, a can-do attitude that you'll actually achieve it. I mean, if you don't believe you're going to achieve it, you're probably not going to try very hard. How do you do it? Give me some examples. We know like you're into meditation a little bit. Or, first off, you changed your life, right? You didn't, did come, you didn't come from, you know parents that were saying you're gonna go to college you're gonna be a success and you didn't do in school we'll get you a tutor here's some positive influences don't you want to be like him <laughs> no i high school dropout in and out of jail for most of my early life and now i run a very successful business working with a lot of other successful businesses not only do i run a successful business though you have intelligent things to say in and out you seem to have understood a few things yeah and i think it all just it's it's been I think really what it was, was a book, As a Man Thinketh, was the first book, and it 
keyed me into holy crap the way i think about things the the way i frame things the stories that as I tell a myself, man thinketh as a man thinketh it's one of the best books hand down i read i read it at least once a year i go back and reread it every single year i'll make a note here and uh that one book just changed my life changed the way i started thinking changed the way i started dealing with situations made me realize how much of my own mindset was directing what I was going at in life. And I started making tiny little changes and started realizing these massive leverageable. Do you feel though, out of curiosity, cause I, I if you didn't have um, your earlier hardships, cause an example of this is, uh, and I know people probably get tired of a mountain biking shit, but regardless, <laughs> one of the, the, actually the best slope seller writer in the world um, has been for many years now and he put in so much hard work, but he almost lost it all with some type of autoimmune sick. Like he was down and out for a year or two. He didn't, they didn't even know what was wrong with them. He couldn't buy, you know what I mean? He had his low point and he came back swinging. Like, and I told my boys, like, I think some people in life need that low or that hardship to have the push to come and be success. First being everything, you know, has been handed to you. Uh, throughout your high school or whatever your parents always got some money to take yeah. care of a problem yeah we're gonna think that's kind of not necessary but a, a facilitator i don't think it's necessary but i do think that a situation like that determines what type of person you are and what type of stories you tell yourself because somebody can have that happen to them and they can go straight into victim mode oh poor picked on me i didn't win the genetic lottery i'll never be able to do whatever right. and then some people can say hey Strong swords are never forged in beds of feathers. It's sometimes it takes a bed of coal and you have that story that you tell yourself and that changes the way you think, the way you go through life, man. It, it's all what you get in life is 10% what's happening on the outside world and circumstances you've been given and 90% what goes on inside your head, what stories that you allow yourself to convince yourself of. Do you think that I see all when I scroll Facebook, they so know me. They want to give me mushroom therapy, ketamine therapy, ayahuasca therapy. <laughs> Do you think that's a, a cheat code to reprogramming your brain? Or I mean, I you take to reprogram my brain. I had to do a lot of just self-development work. And I, and I will sell a lot of physical edge. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, physical. I got myself in shape, man. When I want to change my attitude, body and mind, I think are very closely connected. Totally. Fit, physical fitness is ultra important, at least in my life. You're right. They are connected. And I don't know if you're going to chime in there, uh, I see. But uh, talk about a cheat code. You know, ayahuasca is pretty, that's pretty heavy. It's definitely can be uh, life-changing for people. And that should be. It's not a party drug. Ketamine as well. I mean, if my favorite uh, description of ketamine therapy was done by Neil Brennan on an episode called Three Mics. One mic, he was, you know, three different modes in his life. And it's. Shouldn't they all be named Mike? And that's a great one. Neil Brennan, the creator of Chappelle Show with with Dave, uh, searched three, uh, three mics and you'll find them. But psilocybin from uh, mushrooms has been becoming more. These retreats we've covered. Shout out to uh, Margot we had on the show from oh, Noel, yeah. themicrodosementor.com. She's got a retreat coming up in Illinois here in June. Nice. Uh, we we were going to cover a news story on one in Jamaica, and it, these people are making good breakthroughs. And we're not—they start off with a comfortable, maybe a gram dose. They get familiar. They do have guides, you know. And but it, the self-reflection is what I'll say. Not cheat code. Psilocybin. I've had it. I've looked looked uh, at myself one time, fairly decent. And the sure. first thing I started looking at was like, 
do you really need to consume the amount of beer that you'd like to do? Sure. Like, immediately why you, went to why things. are you consuming? Yeah, and they, you probably knew that in the back of your mind. Yeah, but I just, just normal life suppress it, you know? Yep. Or the, 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 the self-reflection that that can bring. And that is not on a crazy, that was like on two and a half grams. It wasn't like I was out of my mind sure. or whatever. So I'm glad you brought that up. It is a tool that people um, should see if it works for them. It's not for everybody. I got some Moonlanders, guys, by the way. Somehow the Moonlanders <laughs> magically made it here to Colorado. So you're just trying to convince me to take them at the DG. Hell yeah. We all in. It's only 300 milligrams. Jack, it's just a, it's just like a little accident. You know what's funny is I remember how I felt on the last DGC Cup, and I felt like I was on some kind of crazy speed or something. Like I did not feel normal. Just the, the drug of all that attention and all that action is a crazy drug. I'll say one for me before I think we should talk about, you got a little list here of a few famous failures who inspire you to achieve is also who you surround yourself with. Um, I don't have a lot of friends in Canada other than the guys I bike with. Right. And that's a positive crew. Most everybody in the biking community is pretty badass. I don't have, I don't have any friends except for the people I sell lead to. For me, it's also, I, I'm not going to say, I don't know where I'd be without my wife. It's not like that much of like a dependency, but man, like having somebody like my wife in my life definitely helps keep me on track to not be like, oh, dude, you're still not actually in high school partying. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's Do you know awesome. how old you are? And I like try to ignore it half the time, but it's like, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, I got you. It's hilarious. Mm. I'm going to add one thing yeah. to this. Uh, you were talking about vision boards earlier, and a lot of people do like positive affirmations. I'm smart. People like me, whatever. I think that a real, no, exactly. I think a, a really important thing, though, is making sure that your actions are harmonious with the affirmations. It's really easy to say, oh, I'm going to have a million dollar company. Oh, people like me. Oh, whatever. But if you're not taking actions that align with that, if you're if you've got a North Star picked out, but you keep stepping off to the east or you keep stepping off to the west, you're not going to be able to convince yourself that you deserve the things that you're trying to bring into your life anyways. And so if you do get them, you'll probably self-sabotage. So a real subtle thing is just making sure the type of person that deserves the things that I want, success or to be a great mountain biker. I mean, you can tell yourself all day, I'm going to be able to uh, ride for 15 miles straight without being winded. But if you don't ever get on your bike, you're all so of right. that affirmation means nothing. I've looked at uh, other aspects of my life like that to be like, you know how much work you've put in and how much effort you put in to be the good mountain biker you are. So if you just apply that to other things, I tell my son the same thing. I'm like, my God, the amount of effort you put on to practicing that, like if you apply that to other stuff, you're going to succeed. And then I have another quote that just came to mind for some reason again. Oh, it's from Ben Harper. It is. It is. <laughs> I say it. It's one of my favorite too. I say it on the show because people, I do it. I'm guilty of it. And I'm curious if you guys are um, where good intentions in life whether for yourself or others, can make you f mentally feel good whether you fall through or not. Mm -hmm. And his quote is, good, uh, good, inten uh, it's, yeah, good intentions and good, de good deeds are far apart as heaven and hell. So mm -hmm. it's like you're actually a good deed. is like, you've done it. Like, you actually did it. How many times have I said that yeah. I still haven't done, man? I really want to volunteer at an old folks home just to get perspective. And I've been saying that for 10 years. It's a lot of good intention. I better get to my good deed, you know? Eventually, you'll get the perspective. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the perspective in the exactly. mirror. Exactly. Oh. No, that's where I'm supposed to have it all. I'm supposed to be zen by that point. Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about all the the work you have to put in. And we talk, we 
we look at trying to reprogram your mind and all that kind of stuff, uh, it's got to be hard. And I was, I was looking at this list of people that have failed, and they failed hard several times. Yeah, who do you got? Give me some examples. Success. And it is tough. And it is tough with trying to, trying to prove to yourself after you've lost and lost it. I will say I had a downtime, and one of the things I really leaned on I was physical fitness or whatever. I joined jujitsu. And for about two years, I was super into it. And it really did change my mindset. And I mean, that's the bare minimum, too, that people can um, can do. And sometimes people will make excuses there. I know, I guess this is like we said, we're going to do some motivational speaking where it's like this guy that I know is too intense for you, but my kid likes. I think he's a little tense. David Goggins has been on Joe Rogan. And he's like, what do you mean you can't work out? Do you have a floor? Do you have a pair of shoes? <laughs> like you're making excuses here. Yeah. You don't have to have a gym, but you're right, man. If you're at a low or things like that, for me, that's the number one thing to start with is exercise releases. Those dopamines and different mm-hmm. things can change perspective for sure. I agree. I agree. Give me some of your uh, famous failures here, man. Interesting. There was tons of them, by the way. This is the 10. There was like 40 or 50. And it started, started with Einstein. Okay. Einstein didn't speak until he was four. And... At the age of 16, he failed to pass the exam for entrance in his Polytechnical Institute. Uh, when he did graduate from university, he struggled and nearly dropped out doing very poorly during the courses of his study. Yeah, and then he smartened up and got the theory of relativity. Mm-hmm. You know, but it took him some failures, and he, I bet he felt like shit, and I bet he questioned himself, and I bet he had to dig deep. But Kurt, you have Colonel Sanders on here now. This is the case. I love this one. Kentucky I, Fried Chicken. There's only one Colonel, right? Yes. You know his name, right? Colonel Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want? Oh, okay, I'll tell the Colonel Sanders story. I actually heard this a long time ago. I was watching I've been heard it, so I'll listen to the story. Yeah. In July 19, th- 1939, this is Colonel Sanders. Oh, it's Harlan Sanders. Uh, he owned a motel, which was destroyed by a fire. Uh, but it wasn't until 1940 he finalized his so-called secret chicken recipe. And at the age of 50, oh, that was at the age of 50 years old in 1940. Anyway, he just had a big mess. Uh, he started salt selling this chicken. And at the age of 65, he had this, finally had this franchise chicken model to 1,100 restaurants. Secret recipe. Whenever I hear that, it's like MSG. So they don't tell them. You know what his secret recipe was or the real deal? No, as a, you know, I thought it was a secret. You got it? No, he cooked it in a pressure cooker. They cooked that fried chicken in a pressure cooker. That's why it's so different. That's why it's so tender, yeah. I want to add to this. Sponsored by KFC. Uh-huh. He went to multiple restaurants trying to sell his recipe. Yep. He got told no over and over and over again. And finally, in his early 60s, he says, okay, if nobody else wants to buy it, I'll sell it myself. And that's what finally did it for him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're speaking his name. Hey. Where is it? Come on. Go get a bucket, man. A little 16 piece, no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got, I'm sure y'all know Jay-Z, but grew up in the projects. Uh, father abandoned him. He See, this is one where I think it's like him. that. Well, if he didn't have that in his earlier life, would he have had the motivation or the, mm. you know? Again, he went shopping his music and nobody wanted him. So instead, he couldn't get a label to sign him. So he started his own label. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes as he stole CDs out of the trunk of his car. Wouldn't that be cool if you had bought a CD from Jay-Z like 25 years ago out of the trunk of his car? That would have been awesome. Before we get to your next one, I got to throw in. I don't even have facts in front of me, but I uh, on Facebook the other day, there's some post 
probably because I stop at it and Facebook knows they like showing me different stars and things and Keanu Reeves his story between Ben Harper and Keanu Reeves. Can somebody bring me a barf bag? His his, ah. his stories. I don't care. Sure, ride the subway. That doesn't blow my mind that you have that much money and you can ride the subway. I mean, you got to be got a, five security guards that are secretly keeping an eye on him. You know, I heard he had a lot of strife as well. I think mean, he like lost his sister to cancer or something. Listen, he was on the list, but I deliberately skipped. Him, yeah, he's okay? got too much attention already. Yeah, you know, he's just got a publicist that is like, hey, can we go? Uh, uh, publicize that Keanu Reeves visits the pound. It's his first name, though, too. I mean, that's pretty cool. Keanu, I like it. I probably wouldn't name my kid uh, Aiden. I just wishes he could go back there and see the mother and father. What are we What are we going to name him? Well, if it's a boy, Keanu. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Real quick side uh-huh. tangent. You told me the other day that you had never watched The Matrix, and I was like, that's the Bible for Scott's view of reality how has he never seen the matrix and now i figure you won't watch it because of keanu reeves i really don't hate keanu reeves (laughs) i just like to make fun of him because i think he's got the world's best publicity he definitely does yeah no he's in uh it's the one called with the cop gary Busey. come on gary Busey's the best i want to be gary Busey, not keanu reeves isn't gary Busey? he's the one in point break too right that's the movie you want to be that guy he's kind of yeah yeah. He's a little bit of a mess, I think, in real life at different points. He, he, do- he doesn't have the best publicist, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> he got hit in the head real bad. Uh-huh. All right. What else you got? All right, I'll take this one. Michael Jordan. At the age of 15 years old, while a sophomore in high school, Jordan was passed up for varsity basketball team. Instead of being assigned to the junior, instead being assigned to the junior varsity team, he cried after he saw that list without his name on it. But instead of giving up, his mom convinced him to push forward. Every time he thought about stopping his training, he would practice that list. Oh, he would picture that list with his name on it. Oh, fuck Michael Jordan. He had to wait until he was 15 to get successful. <laughs> get him off this list. Uh, there's all kinds. That's like, I wonder, I don't know, I, the, the basic story of uh, what Tiger Woods, is his dad started teaching him golf, like right when he could walk or something. Well, yeah, it seems like you're living that one. Because <laughs> your kid, when did he start doing tricks on his bike? Oh, uh, he started biking when he was six. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> hated it. Hated it at first. He's like, this is not fun. I'm crashing. This hurts. This sucks. You got to put effort into it. I told you my wife went to a driving range for the first time. It's kind of, you're surprised how far you can just whack a ball, like with them slicing or whatever. And she's seen that. And now she's like, I can, I have, she thinks she has a magical talent. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it, Ed. Well, if you guys laugh, we've got more show coming up. Remember, dudegrows.com forward slash support is what keeps this machine running. You're seeing it. you got high C next to us. Banners off camera over here. Grambo, can you throw your face up on the screen over there? <laughs> Grambo's on the board back there. We might have too many cameras running out here. Uh, so you guys make this happen, dude. we got a team that we pay with your $10 a month support. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Benefits pay for themselves. Go check it out. Yes. Let's- Thank you. I'm sorry, Grambo. I got to give you a little support because I don't know. For some reason, I read the comments. Everybody tells me not to read the comments. Sometimes you got to avoid that. I, I do. You know, last show I was looking, I was really proud of the DGC. It was just people, cool people talking about interesting things. Uh, but you are getting a lot of love. You had some big shoes to fill. Well, yeah, I went I, over and uh, did I Can THC, and I got to know a lot of his fans, a lot know. of crossover with the DGC. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying to spread my wings. I was nervous when I sat down in the Guru chair. I respected Guru as much as all you DGC out there. I respected him as much as you. 
So imagine you, you guys, you guys know a lot about growing out there in the DGC. Imagine you sit down in Sean's chair and you're like, let me talk about what I know about right. growing. So I kept my mouth shut for hey, a long, hey, long time. It's been great. You can't keep your mouth shut anymore. Yes. Just, me and Scotty were just having a meeting the last evening. Like our new producer that has a, a comedian background as well as knowledge is a great mix. Yes. No, yeah. it's, it, it's a perfect, it's a mate, match made in heaven. It's, it's, it's so fun. I described you as really ambitious, and then I had to say, really talented. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done kissing your ass. Man, well, let's do it. Let's kiss some DTC producers' asses. I'm going to shout out to Shut Up Meg Pearsons. Okay. Meg Pearsons? Let's go. Pearsons. That is Pearson? awesome. Hi, I'm Keanu Pearsons. Shut Up Meg from Family Guy. Oh, it was really? Shut Up Meg. That's like my attention span won't even keep me for 23 minutes. Oh, my God. I got Land Shark Genetics as well. What's growing on? Raider Dank. Yes. I fired up the pizza oven for you, brother. My man. Yes. You guys are listening. The DGC Cup is in a day. I think Saturday. So if there's any way you can make it, tickets are still available. DGCCup.com. 50 plus strains and Raider Dank Vader Pizza. Can anyone handle any more of this? I'm pretty good. The shakes a little. <laughs> I found a tiny bit of JR Token, bud. Oh, you should have warned us. It's been in this jar for just ever, and it was still amazingly delicious. Nice. It worked too good. All right, yeah, let's that, get through this. Yeah, yes. you take some comments. Who do you got? Right. Picked them today. Comments from over on YouTube? Yes. All right. Uh, how do you say this? Parlated? Parlated? Hmm. Parlated. Parlated. Let me guess, only the Monsanto Hawthorne crops somehow isn't affected by the viroids. <laughs> and Monsanto does know how to edit genes, right? Yeah, so they'll have the seed. They'll have the, the, the genetically GMO seed. Is that what we'd call it? It's not affected, not harmed by Roundup. Yeah, because isn't that how it is? Like, so if you have the Roundup-ready Roundup crops, you, you could literally spray. spray Roundup on it, which is a trip because it nukes other plants. Like, And the bees. It really fucks the bees. Applicators as well. Don't talk about all the lawsuits, especially out in Cali and shit, man. People getting cancer and whatnot. We better be quiet. Yes. Shut <laughs> us down. I got one from uh, Jerry Haku. They're, none of them are making it easy, right? <laughs> Nuka Shai Show ain't making it easy. Oh my God. Jerry, Jerry Hakus, Hakus, 53 63. Are they just messing with us? Um, it says, see you at the cup. Lights are pretty damn good now. So measuring intensity of light is just fine. So that's pertaining to us talking about measuring PPFD the other day. Yeah, and I did want to bring it up. And you were talking, hey, this is, uh, so this is New Shike Show, right? New Shike Show. Uh, says the Photon app is very accurate on the iPhone 13 Pro. Took my crops to the next level. And yeah, we were talking about PPFD meters. The spectrum is usually or pretty good on these LED lights. So just intensity is what you want to measure. And yeah, that, the next comment ties into that because you were saying you weren't wow. so sure about the Photon app. And this is from... Oh, I already took this. Well, this is TW8183. This one's actually directed at me. Yes. It I is. didn't make myself very clear. <laughs> yes. Lovely. Because I came from. Com I was like, oh, this one's in my app. No, and I want to say this one to you, Grambo, yes. because. Please. Yeah. You're never wrong. Oh. Shit. No, I. Uh, Grambo. 
5G on a Wi-Fi router is 5 gigahertz, yes. but 5G on a cell phone actually stands for fifth generation. Mm -hmm. Yes, but the, it does. Uh, yes, it, it's very nuanced throughout the five. The fifth generation does go between 10 gigahertz and one gigahertz. It, it uh, cell phone ratios go up and down, but it remains that. Uh, yes, I was wrong. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. <laughs> Not a big man. Scott, I want to be big. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> this is my rules. Come on, what we got? I got news out of Minnesota. Out of Minnesota. And this is, I think this is mostly good. You Minnesotans, give us some comments. Chime in, Minnesota DDC. What legally can what legal cannabis means for you. Um, so this is state lawmakers in the House and Senate. It gave Minnesota's adult use cannabis bill a green light. Um, and there's actually a few pictures you can see Jensi, but we don't have them in this article, I think. But Jesse Ventura in the background is yeah. stoked. He's like, yes. What a life. You got one life to live, you know? So they're allowing adult. Well, yeah, I mean, he was talking in uh, his. And again, uh, we featured on the show, if you haven't seen it yet, he had a powerful speech to the Senate. Search Jesse Ventura marijuana. Graham, but will you, I'm sorry, will you quick Google Jesse Ventura wrestler, though? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what era? I, like, what? I say Jesse Ventura and Predator. Isn't he in Predator, too? Yeah, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, so Minnesota lawmakers here. Um, they passed the bill uh, Saturday morning allow adults to legally use, possess, and grow cannabis. Um, he says he plans to sign the bill in the law, but it doesn't mean you'll be able to run down the street at the gas station and pick up a pack of joints. No, there's always delays in infrastructure. What are you talking about? Sorry. Thank you, Grandpa. stress right here. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Looks a little bit like nice guy Kenny. <laughs> All right. We can move on. I could be Kenny. That's the Jesse Ventura I remember. Okay. Here's the details. The in Okay. Who, how much cannabis can a person have? In their homes, an adult can have up to two pounds of flour. That's I'm down. straight up. Uh, beginning August 1st, uh, August 1st, adults can grow up to eight plants with no more than <clears throat> four being mature, uh, meaning flowering. Uh, to grow more plants, the grower will need a cultivation license. I don't know what that means. Like, as a grower in a house, are you able to get a cultivation license to grow more plants? Hey, are these the news people here? Yeah, this is the news story. It's always interesting to see. You can definitely tell different things about different parts of the country. Who's mm -hmm. uh, doing this? So like South Florida news. Holy crap. That's <laughs> like you're going to the club afterwards. And I will say they're they're only taxing it at 10%. That's amazing. We're at, wow. we're at 25% tax wreck in Denver. Wow. Um, so that is uh, good so far. They go into impaired driving. You shouldn't be doing impaired driving. Cops can use field sobriety tests to measure impairment. We cover that on the show. Nobody's got anything solved in that yet. There's no handheld device, full-on. And even if you are above any limits they give, I don't care. I've seen some especially medicinal users that you know their nanograms are through the roof, but I would get in a car with them. It doesn't mean that they're incapable. Nanograms in blood and saliva does not tie to any, like being... Really? Yeah, just There's not a direct correlation with that, if you will. All right, think about trying to think of like a lawless situation, like four-wheeling. Your buddy is on a shitload of edibles, man, and you would get in the side by side with them with the bunch of trees and be like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." No, I would have to like know the individual, their tolerance, and a little. Bit there. I'm not saying you, you could definitely get too high on edibles or anything. Concentrates for sure. They yeah. shouldn't be behind the wheel. Probably gonna go too slow or stop. But it's like the frightened man. Like, at least it's usually the opposite of alcohol, where that is, is risk taking behavior. Where right. cannabis is like taking too much like oh man like. <laughs> okay to push back because i have way lower tolerance than anybody else in the room right sometimes i'll take one hit of something that jr 
sent you and you grew. And I'm like, nope, I'm not driving and I don't recommend it. So one hit and I wouldn't recommend getting in the car with me. So. Uh, I remember sometimes he'll just go sit in the car for a half hour. <laughs> uh, it says all for medical cannabis patients, there will be no tax. And I encourage in any state wow. you can get medical, whether you feel or not you're an actual medical patient, try and get medical. It usually saves you money. It could potentially say it be a defense in court. Yep. Uh, if you ever have any type of traffic issue, so try and get medical if you can in your state. Uh, and don't think like don't guilt. I don't have cancer. I don't have irritable bowel syndrome, or I don't have. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have. Some states do have rather more stringent lists. What? <laughs> Faking irritable bowel syndrome for a med card. <laughs> You can just tell them. most of the doctors. You can just say they'll go. Do you feel cannabis can help you? <laughs> and you go, yes, I do. My first med card doctor. He like looked at me and he goes, uh, so what ailment do you have? And then he pointed at a chart, <laughs> ten ailments on it, and yes. I went, uh, headaches. And he goes, good. Yeah, it is amazing how, and it's cool. But the doctors don't. They really do want to just spread this good medicine. The ones that believe in it. Mine was a psychiatrist the second time I re-upped my medical card. <laughs> in Colorado and I was kind of confused I was like so I'm going to some type of doctor office setting and it was the cl classical he had like a chair like Ooh. cozy she's like have a seat and I'm like what's going on here yeah. well and I won't be too flippant about it because it has changed when I went to re-up my med this last year I've been a medical patient for like five or six years now and he's like hey man we need new paperwork you need to go to your general practitioner and it's just like, dude, don't, don't squeeze the freaking medical patients, man. Like, I legit cannot afford edibles. I mean, no one could afford record. And I don't want the sugar. You remember when the healthy edibles used to be a thing? I'm watching my sugar intake right now. You can't get edibles in this state that don't contain. It's supposed to be medicine. And let's talk about that really quick because you can get on the rec side 100, what is 100 total milligrams of 100 edibles, total. Right? And then you can buy Which eight of those per day. And how many? And how many edibles? <laughs> when you when I call you and ask you to do something, you go, I can't do much. I'm on edibles. What? How many are you on? I'm on 100 right now. <laughs> it's 100 percent true. Holy I told High C when I got here. I took a couple uh, medical doses when I woke up, and I feel great right now. Yeah, I mean yeah. the right dosage for yeah. your tolerance will make you feel. Whereas great. 100 milligrams would lay some people in their grave. Point is, is they mess me up. Yeah. But how much is that on the rec side? Was it 20 bucks maybe on the rec side? A thousand milligrams on the medical side is what 40? Yeah, 38 is what I paid for a yeah. thousand yesterday, and then I paid 60. For 500 from the rec side last week. Yeah, so you're really getting beat up on that rec Beat side. up. It's not fair. So, yeah, I was flipping about like, yeah, man, just point to the chart. But that's actually not how it is anymore. They're trying to squeeze medical a little bit. It's a little BS. I'm going to call my doctor. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing to think about, as it becomes more and more legal, that's going to be the natural progression. They're going to squeeze as much yeah. out of everybody as they can. They get lower taxes, lower prices, better treatment, and better weed. It's like, that's not sustainable. So I get it, yeah. but also <laughs> let's not squeeze them. Yeah. All right. Another news story yes. tying directly into the Minnesota. So right after Minnesota passed it, of course, the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, tweeted, because that's how we do things these days, tweeted out, <laughs> Regardless of the recent changes in Minnesota law related to marijuana, an individual who is current user of marijuana is prohibited from shipping, transporting, receiving, possessing firearms, or ammunition. And then it says, read here for details, and they put a link, which we're not going to read more than that. Why'd they start with shipping? I don't know. It's pretty weird. It's, uh, but, I mean, how many people... 
our firearms owner out there that, and I'm not saying they, they're not going around and knocking on doors and trying to bust people. But, but what if you're selling your firearms now and you sell them online, but you're smoking weed? You can't ship them. One, you don't talk about the weed, that's for sure. But yeah, it, it just puts, there's plenty of people out there that are, are more of a rule follower than I am, we'll say. And the stress of thinking that you're breaking this federal law is ridiculous. There's a lot of court cases going on now. I believe even at the federal level where they're like, hey, man, this is crazy, guys. Like what you're doing does not make any sense when you look at the analogy with alcohol, prescription drugs. Hey, you can't you can have some prescription to ketamine, probably to opioids to whatever else is out there. But nah, don't be token. I want to know weapon. But I shouldn't say a weapon. Sorry. A firearm. It's a tool. Only a weapon if used to sell. But it's the facts, it's the charges. If they want to get you, they can cut you out. You get charged if the feds come in and they find a gun and or So an example would be here, we've had a DGC that had, I believe, a fire. And when the insurance company, I think, found out they had to grow, they were super nervous. Because like, oh my gosh, is this going to affect our coverage, you know? Um, and I believe everything ended up being okay. And same, I'm sure, with maybe it's not a, a fire. For some reason, there's a break-in. Our cops have to come to your house for some reason. And yeah, they find your stash, and then they find a weapon. Then you got a whole nother problem, uh, which you shouldn't have to deal with or think about. So hopefully, precedents will be set soon. And we uh, we won't get into it now, but we we're discussing deeper what federal legalization will mean for some of these topics because it's going to change it's a lot. It's going to happen like sooner than later. There's an next election cycle going on, and maybe somebody will bring it up. Yeah, if I get elected, I'll federally legalize weed. I mean, yeah, it, it's, we won't go into it further than that, but uh, need to adapt to those changes. And this is one of those things, like, as long as it's in the classification it is until it goes federal legal, I don't think any of it's going to change. Is that supposed to happen in the next election cycle? No. I just, no. Uh, yeah, complete. When is the next election? Dude, I barely know. I, I actually Googled it the other day. It's next November. Okay. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's going to generate. There's also, I, I walked the line of, do you like to complain about shit or do you try to make a change? Like, do you vote? Does we don't have to get political? This is a non political show. Know. It's so much rather, what do they say? Apathy is not the same as ignoring and disgust. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Okay. Well, we'll take it that since we don't talk politics. <laughs> I'll do it a gross show. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Oh, I put this one at the last minute just okay. because it motivated me with the Monsanto thing that we were talking about. And gene editing and all that. Uh, this one's funny. Uh, this is they they made a. It's a failed antibiotic. They tried to make an antibiotic for people, and it they used it or reused it, and uh, now it's a game changing weed killer for farmers. <laughs> so the, yeah, a lot of this stuff transfers over, and I, I I don't know exactly how they made this. I don't know if it was uh, any kind of gene editing or advanced, you know manufacturing or no whatever. you just read the title yes well, <laughs> no i read an article about it you know this was so it was initially developed right? to treat uh, uh liver cancer no to tuber tuber tuberculosis thank you i did read the article damn it okay <laughs> uh but my, just my point is that there's all sorts of you know big, if big pharma does start getting into this there is going to be cannabis gene editing, and there's probably going to be Roundup Ready wow. cannabis. They're saying it's estimated weeds cost the Australian agriculture industry $5 billion per year. Yeah. They're aggressive, them damn weeds. But, I mean, what's obviously, hopefully, you do the proper trials. Okay, so if we apply this antibiotic for 
uh, whatever failed trial on humans, what is it going to do? You know, what does it, the next thing you know, it's effing with the bees again. Yeah, let me ask you something, really. What's a weed? <laughs> what, not dandelions. Weeds are whatever interfere, interfering with what you're going to eat. Whatever you, you need can, dandelions. They're delicious. You ever have somebody tell you that? That dandelions are delicious? Yeah. Not, no, but I wouldn't yeah. believe it. I don't know about delicious. I've still haven't tried them. I need to put them all over my yard. I'm slacking. Do you make a dandelion tea or something? Something. Yeah. You put dandelion leaves in your salad. That's why I still haven't. See, I would try to change the subject. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, hopefully you find nicer things than quote Roundup or other. You know, human labor for weeds is just horrendous. But man, some people need to work. Hell yeah, man! You know what? I hope you find some time, man. A good bud plug. <laughs> nice. Come on. I'm shouting out to the DGC. I see here the bud plug. What's up? I'll shout out to tripping on the couch. What's kind of growing on? Yeah, how about ADHD grower? Nice. Did catch. <laughs> Three, 3D printed uh, Shrek. Bud plug. Given to me by dude's friend, man. It was just sitting on the counter at the bike shop, and that's what you do with these kind of things. The yeah. conversation or freak out piece. And we you might know what see, else? We might see them tonight. Hey dude. You know what else they have on the counter in the bike shop is a shake weight. Ah, shake weight. <laughs> right. That's classic. Uh we got some uh, memes to laugh at here. We got an after show for you producers, so go over on to Patreon for that. And uh, let's take it to the memes. Some social media to chuckle at. What'd you find, Scotty? Uh, Turbosaurus Rex. He's coming on strong. Uh, let's see. This is a Forrest Gump meme. Mama always said life was like buying seeds for randos on Facebook. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Hey, seeds on Facebook? <laughs> no, you can, you know, you just connect in the messenger or whatever. I think that could Facebook? be a, a, cool. an adventure. Uh, I mean, people are selling seeds in the YouTube comments. They're everywhere. I man. was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are. Don't buy seeds from randos, everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's how you find the unicorn. No, we'll see. Ah. The classic dude. Classic dude. I agree. Rack to the future. <laughs> you just keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I told you I got an escape plan to Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Ricans, Senor Scotty. Tu Espanol es perfecto. <laughs> Senor Scotty. Grassy ass. <laughs> what, what, what's grassy ass? Like grassy, I'm supposed to be saying gracias. <laughs> I got it. Gracias. Gracias. Okay. <laughs> or you, when somebody's gracias. trying to speak Spanish and they just put L in front of everything. You, you know, L. Uh, <laughs> Damn. By, by the way, weed. my name is not Senor Scotty. It is Real Gowers. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, dude, I sometimes put stuff on trying to make you laugh. And this is just called Drunk Guy Steals an Airplane. And because you, man, you're talking about somebody you'd hop on a, you know, a four wheeler with or follow, even most if they were on Super Edibles. So would you hop in an egg, dude, would you ever think to steal an airplane? That's scary. I mean, it's. Pretty gangster. Oh, here comes the police ah, bike. That's awesome. <laughs> Get He's him. out. He's Whoa. out. This is like this. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. This awesome. Uh, this might be from an air show. Might be a wow. performance. I, I, my, my, my radar's going off. Yeah, Still entertaining. So awesome. Still entertaining. I couldn't help it. All right, more than this. You want some nostalgia? 
Yes. I wasn't sure if we did this one or not, but it just so brings me back yeah. to the cigarette machine. Wow. It, I I think I mean I haven't seen this in so long. It reminds me I think as a kid where I might have like you run up real quick with some quarters and like I was maybe getting somebody for when I tried smoking. I never really smoked. I tried to a couple times, but yeah, my aunt would give me the money. Go oh, come on, let's go to the cigarette machine. It'll be cool. <laughs> I was just wondering how old this picture probably is because this machine still exists out there in some places. But then the cigarettes cost three dollars and seventy five cents, and I was like, oh, that's uh, this is an old picture. Why, how much is cigarettes? So I was uh, telling these guys before, when I was on the road last year, I went, I, I got taken to a, a gentleman's club. And uh, you, have to be, you. you have to be 21 or older to get in, and they had uh, right. cigarette machines. And so for $10, you could buy a pack of cigarettes from one of these old pull machines. Right. How much are cigarettes not at a strip club? I mean, they were $10 when I was there. <laughs> Anybody know what a pack of cigarettes cost? But I think about the same. I think they're going for 10 bucks in most places. Probably 20 in Canada. It's always double. Can't you, choose like fifty. I've been so confused, dude's Full on telling me what everything costs, and then I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "No, that's Canadian. Minus twenty five percent. Everything's minus twenty five percent." Using the the loonies and the toonies. Maybe I'm getting too Canadian. This looking at the cigarette machine. I was looking at. Uh, we we moved a chair and opened up some space in our um, like main living area room, and my wife was like, "Let's get a ping pong table." And then I saw an air hockey table. I'm like, "Man, what do you think about air hockey?" Oh, I had one of those. Man, I think it'd be pretty dope. Not only that, they're an investment. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> gift that keeps on giving, like a claw machine, <laughs> <laughs> like that type of investment. Yeah, you know what? I didn't make money on that investment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're firing up an after show. Yeah, uh, everybody else, stay higher. DGC, stay tuned. Going over to Patreon, catch the after show. Uh, and if you guys want to get in on that after show action, dogrows.com forward slash support is where you go. Damn, can we get Banner in on that after show action? Yeah. All right, deal. We all even. See what a dude dude brought from the dispensary. Well, hang on. Take her easy, dude. Cheers. All right. All right. All right, now we can make all the small talk we want. (laughs) Can we get Banner on mic at least? (laughs) I'm going to switch. I mean, it'll be my cool. Because I want to talk about what you're smoking. Uh, We were out.